Hi, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Todrick Handel. Are you sure? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, this week is Valentine's Week. It is. And being romance authors, mm-hmm. um, I, I think you said before that we are kind of considered the experts on romance. How much truth there is to that, I don't know. <laughs> but we had done this fabulous episode probably the best episode we've probably, ever probably. recorded it was it was magical for valentine's day we did and due to technical difficulties and sound issues mm. we're not able to air that so we I are know. doing a, a re-recording today and i'm sure it will be equally as fabulous we shall try to recapture the magic yes <laughs> yes we will hopefully there weren't any really, really good romance secrets and advice and things like that that we gave in that other recording and we're not able to recall today. All so. I can remember is the microwave in the crock pot. That's all I have We definitely to have to, we, will we definitely will have to mention that, that then. Yeah. And then I remember yeah. my statement that we said was what earned our explicit rating. But anyway. Oh, that's true. That's okay. True. So rather than talk in vague terms and people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. We decided that we would ask our readers. Um, we have reader groups on Facebook of, um, of some very special readers who follow us and uh, who we interact with. And we asked the ultraviolets and Tadras temptresses what their definition of romance was. And we asked them if we were able to share that on this podcast. And luckily, some of them said we could share it, some with their names and some without. But... Um, I think the the answer may surprise some people, and I think the answer would be kind of a, a big relief for a lot of guys. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what what people said was um, that that they like things that are quiet. They like things that are um, they like basic stuff. Women, and, and of course, I think everybody who answered, with one exception, was a woman. We had one author, one male author, um, who very answer. eloquently answered. Yes, yes. he did, um, and that was A. L. Autry. Um, however, the women all tended to say, not all, but a lot of them tended to say, um, you know, Hey, somebody unloads the dishwasher for me. Folding laundry came up several times. Um, you know, anything that just kind of makes, makes us aware that this is a partnership, that this is, um, you know, that, that we don't have to do it all. I think that that is a big thing. There are some men out there who are like above and beyond and, and have, You know, um, Janine Phillips, she shared with us about when her husband proposed to her and took her to Niagara Falls and, you know, got got her family involved in helping and all that. And Christina, um, I'm not going to say her last name because I think she she just said her nickname. So anyway, she she also has a very romantic husband. Well, and I love those over-the-top things, yeah. and I have a very romantic husband. My husband and I are both hopeless romantic, so I am all about the over-the-top, and luckily he gives me a lot of that. But um, what I think we saw from most of our readers was that it wasn't necessarily the over-the-top that blows them away with romance. Exactly. It's more the small things, but the small things that show that someone cares, that shows that they thought about you, it shows that they cared, that they considered you. Um, and, and one of the examples I had given in our last podcast um, was like, you know, my, my husband every night fixes me a glass of ice water and has it 
on my nightstand. And that's like the smallest thing. But when I walk in and I see the water sitting there with the ice in it, I know that he thought about me. I know that he took my feelings into consideration and he did something. He made an effort to do something to show me that he cared. And I think that's kind of what we heard over and over again from these women is that romance to them is someone making an effort to let them know that they're special, making an effort to let them know that someone cares about them. And that they know you, that they know yes. you on a, on, a, on a deep level. I am not a romantic person. I am probably in, in my marriage, I am the least romantic uh, of the two of us, and I'm sorry to say that, well, maybe I'm not sorry, I'm not sure, ask me tomorrow, um, <laughs> but I, I have passed on that, that pragmatic gene to my daughters, um, both of whom, or all three of whom, both of whom, where did that come from, all three of whom um, <laughs> tend to be highly suspicious of over-the-top gestures and, and are not fans of, of people Didn't your husband... Do do like an over the top, like 55 <laughs> mile bicycle ride or when something. We were, yes. When we were dating, he, um, he rode from our, uh, his house, which was in, in Southern New Jersey to the shore, which was 55 miles away, also in Southern New Jersey, but, uh, on his bike and showed up with one of his friends. Uh, and this was my, just to see you, right? This was just to see me. Yes. I was, I was down there. My parents, uh, our family had a place. It at wasn't the like you were ill. It wasn't like oh, there no, was no, some no, huge no. occasion. No, 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 there was no occasion. There was nothing. He just was trying to make, you know, let, let me know. I mean, he, my thought was he had a car. Watch <laughs> like I said, not romantic here. The fact that he rode a bike was like, really, dude, I mean, seriously. <laughs> that was that was really my response, and, and he still talks about that to this day. Um, but but I'm not. I am. I, I love the small gestures and anything that's really really over the top makes me uncomfortable. I will admit that. And and as I said, I've seen my my girls have that. Now on the other hand, my son is a very romantic person. I've seen with with uh, with the girls whom he has dated. He has been, you know. He is. So maybe he took after he Clint. He, he really does. And he has this, like, this, I, he got the romance author gene, I guess. And he's just got this thing where he can, and he's very sentimental. He'll, he'll hate me for saying this, but no, he is. He's, he's very sentimental too. So, um, you know, that's, that's just, I don't know whether it just happens to be. I think we have the stereotype that women are the romantic ones, but but not men. Um, well, and we had, we, we've talked about before that the stereotype is that women like the romance and men, you know, are more about the sex. And, and for some men, sex equates to romance for them. Like that's their idea of being romantic. And, and I know there's been many a woman who wishes they could just get a back rub without <laughs> it, without it having strings attached or that there was, you know, that there could be a romantic gesture without feeling like, you know, the end game had to be sex. And obviously quite often it's nice that the end game is sex, but, um, but there are some men I think who really enjoy that, that romance and who feels like the romance has to be tied in order for, you know, has to be happening in order for the sexual experience to be there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also think, um, I think that women a lot of times, as, as we talked about, kind of need the, the care and the, the, um, the buildup, as we said, that's not necessarily foreplay, but, uh, yeah, here's, here's the crock pot. Here's right, the crockpot okay. reference. Yeah, and you, 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 um, you explain the crockpot reference. Well, Clearly, I don't have the brain power. My <laughs> husband and I had gone to um, like a marriage weekend, and um, the the 
one of the presenters there was talking about the difference in men and women and how we approach, you know, sexuality, how we approach romance, things like that. And she was saying that for women, yeah, it needs to be a buildup. She said men are basically microwaves. They can get there really quickly. It can happen for them really quickly. It can be done and over with really quickly. Um, for women, it's, it's, you know, there's a little bit more prep involved. There's a little bit more time setting up involved. You kind of have to like check on it throughout the day, stir it a little bit here and there, make sure everything's mixing up together. Um, and it definitely, you know, may take a little more time and all the simmering, but then you get a really, really nice meal and <laughs> a really tender moment with the, with the crock pot. You know, so I think that sometimes those small romantic gestures are, are kind of what primes us as women to feel loved, to feel cherished, to feel adored. And all of those things sometimes tie into our sexuality or tie into our desire. So I think that when none of that is happening and we don't feel seen, we don't feel heard, we don't feel appreciated, we don't feel loved, then I think sometimes it's harder for us to, to get to that cooking point I guess you would say to continue our, our to get to analogy. the place where we can be uh, there, there's a scene in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she starts talking about cookie her she it's it's in the very last episode and she says cookie me will be ready to be and then she says I think this analogy just broke down and you know <laughs> it suffered um, uh, fatal consequences there time so to I, move I think, on yeah I think that's where we are um yeah, I would agree. I, yeah, I really like the crock pot analogy. Um, it has made me laugh every time I've seen my crock pot since you shared that with me. Um, and I, I see my microwave a lot more than I see my crock pot, so it really, it really has. Um, but I, and I think it's true. And I think that um, it's funny that the older we've gotten, I think my husband has more crock pot tendencies. Um, and as I said, he's always been the more romantic one, but now he is very much, you know, um, very much the, the one who says, oh, we haven't seen each other all day. We should just, you know, we, that, let's, we need time to, to spend together and whatever. You need time to connect. Yeah, exactly. On and more I than think just a literal level. I think that was what we heard overwhelmingly from our readers too, is that romance is about connecting or, so. or even yeah. reconnecting. Like, you know, I, um, we had a reader whose husband um, had arranged like for somebody to take the kids. He'd been away working um, out of state and he arranged for somebody to take the kids and arrange for them to go to a hotel and have a nice weekend and, and, you know, have time to connect. It may be, um, I had another, um, reader who said that her husband's favorite time is when they're watching their television shows and they sit on the couch together and they can kind of cuddle a little bit and, and have that, you know, that moment of connection. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, we are very different whether we're men or women, we're all very different in how we give love and how we receive love. Absolutely. And um, we've talked before about the, the concept of love languages, that each of us have our, has our own love language that we communicate in and that, you know, how we give love, how we receive love is different. For me, um, words of affirmation is definitely my love language. So it means a lot to me when John, um, you know, writes me a note or if he writes something really special on a card, or if he praises something that I've done, or, you know, just to, for him to say, I love you. I know one of my readers said that, that one of her romantic moments was when her husband told her that, that she was perfect for him. Mm -hmm. So being able to hear things like that. Um, other love languages include touch. So it may be like that, you know, that cuddling on the couch or holding hands when you're driving or walking or, you know, being able to hug, things like that. Um, acts of service 
is a love language. So that may be, you know, if your husband weeds the flower bed because he knows that you, you know, you love for it to, to look fresh when you walk up to the house or if he, you know, builds a shelf for you to put your books upon or, or, you know, folding laundry, like doing things like that can be an expression of love. And then um, quality time, you know, if you're making time for that person, we all have such busy schedules and so many things that get crammed into the day. And if you're making time to connect, um, you know, then that can be a way of expressing love. So I think, you know, we, we think of, of romance in terms of, of what we see in romantic comedies or what we read in romance novels. I think that everyday romance sometimes is much simpler and it, it really boils down to that connecting and showing that you care. It is, and uh, I, I kind of think about um, the movie When Harry Met Sally. <coughs> Excuse me. Harry says at one point uh, they're talking about taking somebody to the airport or picking somebody up from the airport, and he says, I never do that in a relationship, and Sally says to him, well, why? And he said, because at some point you stop doing it, and then the other person says, why do you never take me to the airport anymore? And I think that's why sometimes men don't like the grand gestures, because they're afraid of when they stop doing it, they're going to get in trouble for it, you know, and, and I can understand that. I think that that is, um, that's definitely something that we have to understand that the romance, when you've been married, I've been married, uh, it'll be 32 years in June, and the romance now is completely different than it was when we've been married one year, when we were just engaged, when we first started dating, um, and that's okay, because we're evolving, we're growing, uh, both as a couple and individually. So what my husband did for me when during our first Valentine's Day, when we first started dating, is completely different um, than what he'll do this year, which is uh, really absolutely nothing. We don't, we <laughs> celebrated um, as a, Valentine's Day uh, is kind of a, a tough holiday for me because uh, we celebrated it as a large family. And my father was a big Valentine's gifter. Um, he would always buy a, um, a large piece of jewelry, for not only for my mother, but for my sister and me, and for each granddaughter, as the granddaughter was born. It started the year Devin was born. Um, and so I have all this jewelry that my father would, you know, that was when he would give us this gift. And that was the gift from him. And, you know, that, that was part of Valentine's Day. Every year was, oh, what are we going to get from daddy? You know, and it was something that we knew he picked out for us, and it was important. Um, so my husband never really it never became a romantic holiday for us. Um, right. And it, you know, it just was never something. He didn't want to compete we, with that. That yeah, was a hard act to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's gotten the, he's gotten our girls jewelry through the years, but now our girls are saying, we're good. We don't need anything. My, my, my girls tend to be very, um, very uh, uh, minimalistic. So, um, you know, that's, that's okay. Uh, it's, well, going back to what you were saying about the, long-term relationship right. I, I think there's two sides of that coin one I think it's un it's unfair or unrealistic if we think that there's always going to be you know tons of candles lit and, and huge you know right. gestures or, or trips planned or you know uh, hotels and things like that like I think that's unrealistic to think that that's what romance is always going to be yeah. but I also think we need to not fall into the trap of thinking that just because we've been in a relationship a long time or because we've been married a long time that we don't need to make romantic gestures I think that um like my one of my best friends her husband 
when they were dating was so romantic and would write letters and would do the, he did this beautiful photo album for her and he would, you know, take her to parks and they would have picnics and all this great stuff. And they got married and it was like the well was drained dry. Mm. And I asked him one time about that when he had completely just completely did not do anything for her birthday like nothing did, didn't make a single effort and she was very upset and I was trying to talk to him and he said but I but I did all that when we were dating like we're married now I don't have to do all that mm-hmm. and I told him that's kind of false advertising you know that's how she thought she was going to be treated so I do think we need to be careful not to set someone up to fail by thinking that everything's going to be over the top all the time but I also think the flip side of that is that we we both partners in a relationship need to make sure they're still doing things to let that person know that you care, to let that person know um, that you're glad they're your partner, like to, you know, and, and, and it can be simple things. It can be simple things like folding the laundry. It can be simple things like, you know, someone, someone mentioned in one of, in one of our reader groups that, you know, that, that the person had brought her like a sunflower when she'd had a really bad day. Yes. That's a simple gesture, but it means a lot. And so I think, um, I think some of that is missing and I think some of that is where um, relationships begin to break down or marriages begin to break down because we lose that romance. We kind of take for granted that, well, of course, of course, I love you. I'm, right. I'm married to you. I yeah. come home every night. Why would I not? And I think making that effort, I think that's one of the reasons that women read romance novels um, is to kind of find a little, a little escape. I think our heroes, we tend to write our heroes as a little step above yes. <laughs> most True. men in the romance category, because we we want our heroes to say the things um, that the heroine would want to hear. We want our hero to make those those grand gestures or to do those things. So I think I think that's one of the reasons we like escaping into romance novels is yeah. because. That that's is true. there. The romance is there. That's true. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on a, on a just finished a book hangover. And, um, and I, so I'm very much thinking about the, the hero of the book I just finished writing. Um, and he does, he's, I mean, he's a prince. He's, he's a prince of the royal. Well, that helps. You know, he's, he's, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. Although, although think about it, it also is, is hard because yes, you have all the, you know, you have a lot of resources, but you're also hemmed in by by media and press and people watching your every step and you know how how romantic drawn can it be? from the headlines yes, yes. How, <laughs> how romantic can it be when there's flashes of light you know so you really right that that's part of the the their challenge is that he works very hard to create romance in a way that is private and and uh you know away from all of that and so um you know, I was thinking about how he proposed to her, which was actually one of my favorite parts. So um, anyway, I, and, and I think that's important. And it reminded me, proposals are, are interesting to me um, from a romance uh, stand, standpoint. Um, I've had a lot of readers say that they've loved the different proposals that I've done because they are all very non-traditional. And there's more non-traditional people out there than what you might think. Um, and so it's always it's always kind of when I get have a couple who get to that point and that's not frequent in my books people don't get married right away always um but but in this case they did and uh so it's always fun to write the proposal and to think oh how might this person do it and uh, and I think I draw from that my own experience um when my husband proposed to me the first time uh, I was supposed to be this big secret but I knew because somebody had let the cat slip out of the bag. And uh, it was Christmas Eve morning. Um, my sister and I were staying down at his parents' house at the, at the shore. 
he brought me breakfast in bed on a tray and on it was a, a, a stocking filled with Hershey's Kisses. We had been to see um, the Nutcracker at the Academy of Music the week before, two weeks before, and he'd gotten it then um, from from there. And, and in that box, you know, the stocking of kisses was my ring. And, you know, oh, it was, you know, very romantic from that point of view. Um, however, we had a we had a kind of long engagement and we had some family issues in the interim before we got married. We ended up I ended up giving him the ring back um, about six months after he had given it to me just because we were having some we were both young. I was only 19 and we were having some some ups and downs. Um, and we ended up working through everything that summer and that fall. Uh, I was up at West Point for ring weekend, which is when the, the cadets who were firsties get their rings. Um, I didn't expect anything. I really, I, we had already, we knew we were going to get married, but we hadn't really said, you know, what was, we hadn't laid anything out specifically. And I stayed at this dinky little hotel that I remember every time you turned on the shower, the whole bathroom flooded. Uh, and um he was telling me about having chosen his branch, the branch he was going to go into in the army. And he said, Oh, you want to read about what I'm going to do? And he hand me the pamphlet. And I remember sitting on the bed and he hands me the pamphlet and I flip it open real casually. And there's my ring taped Aww. onto it. And yeah, and that was very, that to me was more romantic than the initial proposal. Um, which well, was, I think because you know, with that, he was saying, this is my future. This is what I'm planning. And I want to, to make sure you're a part of that. I, you know, I want you to know that, that, that you're included in my future. Exactly. So I, I think that, you know, that's definitely a romantic, exactly. a romantic yeah, gesture. Exactly. So yes, yes. And, I, and well, I think speaking, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that we've had, we had some readers also talk about, um, you know, just that, that romance can take forms of caring for each other. We talked about some who said that they're, they're, um, they had seen loved ones take care of each other, you know, up until the, to their um, very elderly days, and that that was very romantic. So a lot of different forms. Yeah, I think that um, the longevity, yes. you know, we, we pledge sickness and health, and, and you hope that you're going to have, you know, more of the latter. Sure. But um, I think that, that watching a couple who has weathered all the storms of life together kind of, you know, uh, take care of each other till the end is, is one of the ultimate acts of romance. Absolutely. So, well, I want to be, um, cognizant of our time. We're doing a little bit of a, of a shorter (laughs) one today because it is a re-record, but I also wanted to make sure that we mentioned, um, speaking of romance, you have a couple of releases this month. So let's talk I about do. those. I do. Well, tomorrow I have uh, two anthologies that I'm in releasing. The one is called Legacies of Love. And I want to make sure it's legacies, plural, because I've been saying it the wrong way. And uh, my story in that one is um, in my Crystal Cove um, series. And it's called The Problem. And it's it's good. It's Each story in this anthology um, contains an heirloom. And a legacy. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So it's that's that's okay. very cool. And that's that, um, that comes out tomorrow, that Valentine's tomorrow, Day. And it's wide, so you can get it awesome. everywhere. I have another awesome. one coming out tomorrow. Another anthology called Thrill of the Heart, and my short in that one is in the anti Cinderella world. So that's kind of oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yes, that's my favorite because that one comes out, and then the uh, the anti Cinderella takes London comes out on February twenty sixth, and I can say that with great confidence now because it is actually going to. <laughs> is actually going to come out on on the 
on the date that it is promised on. It's only available right now on Apple Books, but it will be wide shortly. All right. Yes. Fun yeah. stuff. Know, okay, so if you, if any of if any of you want more information about those books, you can find them um, on all of your favorite online retailers, or mm-hmm. I'm assuming you can get information on tadracandle.com. You can, or on Tadra's um, Facebook page. Okay. So, um, thank you for joining us. We wish you a day of all things romance for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a significant other or a partner that you're doing romantic things with. Just do a kind gesture for a stranger or for a friend or something um, to just, you know, to show someone else that that you care and that they matter. Spread a little romance into the world, even if it's not romantically romantic. That's very true. And you made a lot more sense in my head. (laughs) And and you're not even on a book hangover. Um, (laughs) And you matter to us. So we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us and, uh, and to um, share with us. We, we had so many people respond. I, I would love to be able to say everybody's names who, who responded, but we really, really, um, we, we had shared more in the original, but just trust us that we really are appreciative and grateful for your input. And every time you say, hey, I'm gonna share this with my friends, we do a little dance. Yes, most definitely. And every time anybody comments that they enjoy um, listening to the podcast or or lets us know um, that they've listened, then then we also do a little happy dance. So um, thank you so much. And happy Valentine's um, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Exactly. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.